There are still untapped markets, and this is what this company they're, is trying to do. They're get really into. targeting specifically youth groups. That's right. What's our product today, Alex? For Christians. Definitely across. The F is also like stylized as the person kneeling in front of the T. <laughs> Look, it's very obvious. It's very obvious. <laughs> it makes perfect sense when you look at the can. You know what? Simple. Kind of simple. Satan is kind of the ultimate red bull because he yeah. has horns. You can't be bringing that. And around. he's red. Yeah. Right. What do you have uh, right there, Josh? What are you what are you drinking? I'm sipping on Noah's Arctic Blast. <laughs> I love the that. The flavor one. is just kind of light blue. I would call it light blue flavor. No. It's definitely refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel really do you feel uplifted? I feel so uplifted. Positive? Um, you know, I feel um there's kind of a supernatural element to it yeah like you feel you know like beams of light shooting through your body see, <laughs> <laughs> see this is i've got i've got the i've got the ephesians fruit punch and drinking it i feel like i've just come home from like a super positive uh worship service like yeah. i'm just ready to go i man life is looking great you know, you and I think and... I'm so affirmed right now. And, <laughs> and you know what? You know what's really great if if your if your church has maybe oh I don't know like a recreational like basketball team. Um, obviously not co-ed. We have a men's team, two men's teams, yeah. and two women's teams. Obviously, but if you have that going on after church, you should definitely check out uh, Life Spring, which is Uplift's sister drink. It's their sports drink. So kind of think think Gatorade, but um, obviously we get away from the from the lizard type, you know, associations with gators, and we want to go into to Life Spring. So yeah, kind of like kind of like in those old Gatorade commercials, though, where after you drink it, you, you like kind of sweat, and the, the colors are what you drink. But this one, you kind of get like like red coming out of the palms of your hand for some reason. But it's it's fine. 
it's it kind of it does kind of make basketball hard but uh, it's fine it might kind of come out of your eyes too but it's just me that's working i just need it working. and like alex said the focus with life spring is on quenching quenching the thirst for christ specifically yeah <laughs> Yes. Yes. Yeah. And listen, we're all empty vessels and you have to choose daily what to fill yourself with. <laughs> daily. It's a daily practice. It is a yep. daily practice. So you can choose to fill yourself with Red Bull with the devil or you can choose to cho fill yourself with uplift. And who's going to join me? You guys going to join me in this? Hey, I think we can Cheers do it. to that. Yeah. Ooh, man. I Guys, I don't know about you, but I am so ready for this podcast. <laughs> I'm pumped. That's all right. This is the Lord's day. And <laughs> you know what? Typically we would be resting, but this is kind of our service that we, we provide. Mm -hmm. You know, this is how we serve. These are our talents that we use for God. And, you know, guys, now that I'm talking like this, I really can't turn it off. Oh, God, so, she's on a roll. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's come back. It's come back. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I suddenly looked up and I had one of those little microphones with like the, the, the headset pieces. <laughs> so I'm going to take that off real quick. What do we have for today? We're starting a new series. History, really. History and taste. These are specifically coming of age albums. Yeah, not Christian albums, weirdly, but <laughs> although that might be for some. We'll get into that later. laboring just absolutely laboring laboring <laughs> lake labor's no joke <laughs> it has to be the the quarters. You know, you could probably just like pop into the kitchen in the fellowship hall, grab one of those little plastic knives, and just cut it up yourself. You know, like cut up a couple others in there, just you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And those tiny little communion cups. Oyster crackers. Yep. Christ crackers. How do you crack? <laughs> it's grape juice. It's grape juice. Yep. 
Let's crack them open. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was not a call this and is, response. This getting out of hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, it's hard to turn it off. It's it's really hard. He to was turn doing it off. the like he has risen. He has risen, risen indeed. indeed. You See, you didn't even know. You didn't even know. It's yeah. It's it's Just it creeps on. under the skin like that. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I'm bubbling up to the surface. You might want to put your life spring sport spring down. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's a little too much. <laughs> no, you know it's weird because I started this can this morning and it's still not out. Like it's. Just, <laughs> you think it'd be out by now? It keeps. Yeah. So you know, hey, I'm just gonna keep on sipping on this as long as I can, by the grace of God. This slow mm-hmm. news week. <laughs> I like okay. it. I like it. <laughs> I mean, it looks cute. It's it's nice. I think the new vintage technology piece is a bit uh sounds like and a it bit still of an oxymoron, out the picture right there. Looks like it. It's like $120. Yeah. These are there was the big uh there was a big trend of doing the Instax cameras, so all back to there yeah. where they were similar. Mm-hmm. Right. Bring up Kleenex. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, we are. <laughs> okay, okay. Fake news. Mm-hmm. Oh, praise be. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. They're just emptying out the vault. I was gonna say, I don't think the vault's got anything in it anymore. Jeez. <laughs> 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 you're talking about the 
Into the Mermaid? Yeah, Luca. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Return of Jafar? Okay. Jafar's Fury is a much better title. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I want to see that one in theaters. No Lion King one and a half. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Mm. Oh man. It's a headband. Okay. Oh, you can't wear it. Oh. Wow. It's like Swarovski crystals or something. God. It's, it's priceless. <laughs> 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 oh yeah yep yeah four k not all blu rays are four k all four k's but all four k's are blu ray Okay. Kind of a squares rectangle situation. Okay. I mean, that in itself was a punchline. End of well, story. I mean, obviously, I already own all of them on Blu-ray, but I will probably get this one just for completion's sake. For little ears. Oh, getting fancy. Right. From Fantasia or, or yeah, that's Fantasia. Some kind of minimalist cover for each one, maybe. You know, I'm looking <laughs> Yeah. I am looking at the box set and it looks pretty slick. It is minimalist. It's mostly white with like gold outlines and starbursts and stuff. Uh yeah, it actually looks pretty sweet. Um and there's a list of all the movies. That is, that is a, that's a lot. It goes all the way up to Elemental. Which was, yeah. 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 <laughs> so, I feel like you could just get Disney Plus. This is like 10 years of Disney Plus or something. So after 10 years, this will pay for itself. Exactly. You're absolutely right. If you think about it, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. 
<laughs> yeah, I was also just thinking. I don't know. Yeah. Jeez. No. Yeah. I mean, there's no no reason for it. That's Except why I this, bought I the the disc version PS5. So you could play your your Blu-ray. I ain't gonna DVDs. yeah, cause I ain't gonna buy no standalone 4K Blu-ray player like a sucker. Right. But you are gonna buy the Disney animated legendary, like Disney Legacy animated film collection. Oh well, yeah. Like, yeah, that's it's part of animation history. That's an investment. It is an investment. Thank you. Oh, white. It yeah. would. Um, maybe Walt's all of like like frozen head. Maybe. Maybe if it I also mean, included that, every right? Clint Eastwood movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Then I would consider it. <laughs> if it, I mean, maybe if it included like the dollars some trilogy, the man with no name movies, <laughs> all the dirty Harrys, the two movies that he did with a chimpanzee for some reason. Yeah. Um. If El Dorado was somehow in there, <laughs> El Dorado. <laughs> yeah. I, if they had some like never before before released Tron sequel, mm. like new Tron sequel, yeah, fifteen hundred dollars, <laughs> absolutely, no problem, no problem at all. Yes. Oh, sick, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. There's you could have four powers. arms like Stitch. Now, what about... Okay. okay. Yeah. So, do you, you guys think... You guys think Dude. Elsa... That's true. You guys think Elsa and Frozone, like, are somehow distant relatives? They have the same powers, right? She just uses the moisture in the air, I think. I mean, they explain everything. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. I think it's the same. You can draw a direct line. But moving on. <laughs> Probably. <clears throat> Aw. Sweet. <laughs> Maybe like the kind of pixel dissolved one. A dissolved one. <laughs> the, the swipe. Green wipe, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I did a PowerPoint the other day and it had a 3D model of a velociraptor that would like turn with every transition. Oh, hell yeah. Like, this is sick. It was for an entire, I mean, this was, it was work related. It was entirely, you know, not (laughs) velociraptor related, but I was like, how can I not use this? I'm going to use this. So I used that for a professional presentation. (laughs) It went went fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. It went over well. Yes, it did. Yeah. (laughs) Well, LinkedIn, yeah. it's a mic drop moment right there yeah 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 i should have gotten a raise just from that hopefully yeah <laughs> like what this really drives the point home yeah the next at uh, the next presentations everyone's gonna have dinosaurs in there yeah i know i've started a trend no what what (laughs) (laughs) it really sucks I thought you were going to say hedge funds were using AI to do tax evasion. Yeah. It's a war of the machines. <laughs> okay. Yeah. They get their own, the companies have their own owl, and IRS has another owl. They're duking it out. always like uh what it stands for what's that called <laughs> yeah. <An> anagram <laughs> it's all kids glorified kind of thing where it's a really long uh acronym yeah yeah yep yeah watch out Especially if he looks like Michael Fassbender, also. Just watch out. Yeah. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh. Hmm. Well, all the more reason to buy that uh, legacy <coughs> edition. Honestly, I, I see their game plan. They're testing I the boundaries. What, uh, Bob Iger is a crafty one. You know, you, you know, he's on the outs. So he's trying to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which he's shows. trying to pull some strings before he gets sacked. We know it. Yeah. Please say Pepper Ann. Please say Pepper Ann. Please say Pepper Ann. Oh, I thought it was going to be like all the bad Star Wars spinoffs. <laughs> Only the bad ones. G- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right now? Oh. <laughs> uh. 
Okay. Okay. So pretty much Nat Geo is on sale. <laughs> yeah, he's like a country vet. Gordon Ramsay. Not, not even chefing. He's just wandering around the world. Yeah. Now you can. I did see one other headline that kind of uh, reminded me of the podcast. Mm -hmm. um, scientists create human entity that has no mother or father. Oh, fuck. <laughs> what does that mean? That, oof. Scientists report they have... They have grown the early stages of a human embryo-like entity without using sperm, an egg, or a womb. Now, I have to ask, was cool. any kind of mainframe used in, this, <laughs> in the like creating of this entity? Does it have a cortex? Is there yeah. does it is it of the flesh? Like oof. I'm scared. Yeah. But Yeah. Yeah. Oh, clickbaity. Yeah. Or just I'm like not quite there yet. Basically, a sneeze worth of snot. <laughs> One sneeze worth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not not one. Hey. <laughs> All life is precious, so. <laughs> I hope you're saving your sneezes. As as we all know, on this podcast, we believe that life begins at entityhood. <laughs> life begins at entity. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about you guys, but I'm pro-entity. <laughs> yeah. Pro-entity. Okay. Well, I think on that note, are we yeah, let's ready transition to listen to... to this 2005 album from a couple of kids from San Diego? Oh, yes. Released on September 13th, 2005, almost exactly 18 years ago, following their breakout album, The Beautiful Letdown, Switchfoot released Nothing Is Sound. Uh, this is So this is like a, basically a pop rock album. Mm -hmm. With uh, light, uh, I guess in the radio biz they call it inspirational, right? Yeah, it, it has an inspirational Genre. bent to it. Not every song, but um, I think it does have that attitude. Yeah. Like, we'll, we'll we're kind of going to stick it to more. the man, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> not it's... the man. So one thing I learned <laughs> while researching this exactly yeah, that is exactly. yes <laughs> yes exactly 
But this album debuted at number three on the Billboard 200 albums chart. Uh, I mean, it's which a is good crazy album. to me. It's. I think it. It's just very listenable. Yes. And it is inspirational. So like, it's it. It's a good album. It's it is. The listenability is a huge factor for this. Yes. Nothing yeah. is sound is Switchfoot's fifth album. They're second on a major label, and their label Sony included extremely invasive copyright protection software on the album's disc. Oh. It installed itself on your computer, and it would prevent you from copying the data on it. And it also tracked your activity, like what albums you would listen to. It was like wow. insanely, insanely That's invasive. invasive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, they just let loose an unshackled AI into your computer. Well, it's the whole <laughs> the whole tracking and uh, uh, copyright protection is one thing, but it was also like very insecure, and like hackers could use it to Listen, it was infiltrate your system. It was unshackled. It was unshackled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, they post okay. Tim, Tim Foreman posted a workaround on the forums. That's great. Yeah. Aw, that makes me feel bad for Switchfoot. Listen, yeah. the more you the more you learn about Sony, the more you realize that they are the literal devil. Yeah. I think the more you learn about Switchfoot, the more you like those guys. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. They're just so a couple the, bros. This series about is about so called coming of age albums. Which mm -hmm. is kind of a loose. That's kind of loosely defined, but uh, I took that to be. I I chose this as my coming of age album because one, this was the first CD I bought with my own money. Sick. I was fourteen. Yeah. Um, and this was also you know one of the first real pop albums that I got into. Because prior as to opposed, this, it was as opposed to purely acoustic music, bluegrass, and like oldies and Disney songs. Right. Um, okay. But this this was part of the final <laughs> wave of the guitar radio era as it started to transition to the rap era for hmm. the later two thousands. This is kind of so. Other members of this wave include bands like Foo Fighters. Weezer, yeah, U2, yeah. that kind of stuff. This is kind like of that's my... That's what was played on the radio. Right. This is the kind of my 30. informal theory of pop music where it start, you start with like the vocal era, which is anything mm -hmm. pre-1950s. Mm -hmm. And then the guitar era, which is like 1950s to 2000s. And then we're currently in the rap era. Until 2050, I guess. Well, possibly. <laughs> to follow your theory yeah yeah i don't know what the cool. next one will be um it's so stylistically what, let's talk about the actual music on here yeah i would describe this as rock music for a disney channel original movie with slightly better execution i was about to say why are you doing them dirty like that but you <laughs> saved it with the better execution yeah <laughs> like tonally <laughs> that's definitely where they live um but the arrangements and performance are better. 
Yeah. Yeah. The, I think I do think they're very they're yeah. um what am I trying to say? Like you could easily hear any of the maybe like first couple seconds of each track like on a movie or something. Yeah. I could see that. It's very cinematic friendly. A couple of the songs on this album were used um on to promote the Olympics. I think it was the Winter Olympics that year. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Stylistically, I would describe... Oh, I already said that part. Band members are not shy about being Christians, and while the lyrics aren't exactly subtle, there are few overt references to God, instead mostly just religious themes like redemption and sin and forgiveness, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think notable- that... Yeah, go ahead. Notably absent are any songs about having sex, being horny, being in love. Mm -hmm. They kind of look at, quote unquote, bigger philosophical themes, although, again, not subtle. (laughs) I think Switchfoot has any love songs, really. Yeah, it's like they think that they're being subtle, but it's really beating you over the head with the themes here. (laughs) But that's part of its charm. That's part of the charm. Well, yeah, I'm about to get to that. So the, the one track, Easier Than Love, dares yeah. to suggest that Western culture commodifies sex. How dare they? And the song Politicians states, everything is broken, everything is breaking down, everything is bleeding. Like, not the most subtle stuff here. Okay, but... <laughs> <laughs> To play devil's advocate, I'm sorry, this is a temporarily Christian podcast, but to play devil's advocate, <laughs> like, what yeah. pop song is subtle? Like, everything is right. beats you over the head with, you know, so, like, I mean, I, I especially at the time, those the other bands that Josh mentioned, I wouldn't call any of them subtle. Well, at least, I feel like Switchfoot is kind of allergic to using metaphor though or a whole lot of symbolism they just just say things outright don't think i don't think that's bad yeah like, I'm, i mean i'm not saying any of this is yeah. bad either it's just yeah. kind of funny sometimes this is what it is yeah yeah but it is part of the charm yeah. of their sound that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Much. But if we <laughs> if we look past the actual content of the lyrics, um, songwriter and singer John Foreman's rhyme scheme and meter are basically always flawless. Yeah. The melodies are insanely catchable catchy and singable no they're catchable they're catchable like and singy like <laughs> yeah he's I, a freak yeah. of nature i would agree with that i think there are some artists that you witness and it's just like they can't help but write songs exactly. and you get that energy from them like songs just falling probably, out of the hole in the exactly bucket. like he could have written 30 songs just trying to make this album and you yeah. know we got the handful of the 12 that are on there so absolutely agree with that yeah 
And if you're like me, you know, after a hard but rewarding day of listening to every Radiohead album in chronological order, nothing is sound goes down real easy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you can hate listenable albums as much as you want, but at the end of the day, man, like you said, they they go down easy. That's right. Thanks for that. And I'm going to tell you guys, let's see, Saturday night, I was uh, coming back from Chick-fil-A, which, as everybody knows, is Jesus' favorite restaurant. Couldn't go today, <laughs> so we had to go yesterday, obviously, because yeah. today's the day of rest. So coming back, listening to the setting sun, man, and the sun was like, it was almost setting. It was yeah. just right. It didn't just right. This is peak. I was like, this is, <laughs> I don't think it's going to get any better. Yeah. This is it. Yeah. The setting sun and i'm driving it's a driving song yeah and i've got chick-fil-a in the passenger seat smells like chicken get those waffle fries it was yep yep perfect day so it's great music for driving for studying mm-hmm. for worshiping worshiping for like mm-hmm. cleaning the house yep doing dishes house. that kind of stuff because it's yeah. like it's upbeat mostly there's a there's a few slower songs but for the most part mm-hmm. it's really upbeat well um, sometimes you gotta slow down when you're like maybe scrubbing something that's, really yep, that's right you know yeah um what are you guys's like favorite songs and then what are what are the skips i want to hear from josh first since this is so to me there album. really aren't any skips per se mm-hmm. um I mean, if I were to skip one, I would probably skip, like, The Fatal Wound, just because it's, like, so... It, it drags the energy way, way, way down. Picks up and, afterwards, but yeah. And I am all, I am also, like, anti-slow songs of any kind, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Like if you're gonna if you're gonna have a slow song, it has to have a driving energy to it. It can't just be yeah. slow for the sake of a lot of bands. I feel like make like a slow song for the sake of having a slow song, or their you record know? label makes them include it. Right, it might be right. Better. It has to have it has to have driving energy to it. So I'll maybe also like <laughs> <laughs> politicians. Also, is like maybe maybe a little too naive and un and on the nose on the nose yeah sometimes yeah. i have to skip that but other than yeah. that i like pretty much everything i like uh golden yeah. it's probably my favorite track yeah. on here i even remember you liking that as a teenager because um i when i heard like let's re-listen to this i was also like yeah man i really remember listening to this because i would have been um like 13 at the time so also mm-hmm. kind of coming into my own musical tastes, uh, which is pretty much just copying yours, and it would kind of remain that way for the next, <laughs> I don't know, 10 years or so. But um, I was listening to the blues, and I was like, man, why did 13-year-old me listen to this? I was just like, this is so right. Like, why <laughs> was I, what was I sad about? Like, yeah. How was I relating to this so much, you know? But I remember listening to that one a lot uh, when when I was younger. Um, and We Are One Tonight hits really hard. Um, of course, The Setting Sun, perfect for Chick-fil-A runs. Um, no, it's I think Skips for me is maybe happy as a yuppie word. Uh, 
Yeah, but other than that, that song is so I funny. Don't know. Pretty good. I remember like, yeah, that's true. I don't always want it though, you know. And sometimes Shadowproof the Sunshine. Skip that one, but yeah. Otherwise, yeah, very solid. What you guys? I think we all know what Alex is gonna say. Well, obviously you skip and skip politicians, but what song sticks out to you? That's your favorite. <laughs> yeah. Incredible yeah. opening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The riff is great. It's the first band based off of a podcast. Subsidiary of Content Academy. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah. Well, it's your vote. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe that's why I skip it, honestly. Like, no, I just want to go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which goes hard. Mm-hmm. Oh, for not really liking ballads, I feel like Daisy's a little balladish. Yeah, that's a great point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Riley, what are your thoughts? I mean, my favorite is Lonely Nation, obviously. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I didn't Great really... drum part in that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I kind of like all of them. I mean, I think they're all good. I didn't really it feel like skipping. Easy. I didn't really feel like skipping any one song. Awesome. We should also mention the album cover artwork, which is oh, hilarious and so please dated now. It. Yeah. There was this micro trend of like, with like, <laughs> with like T. Well, paper cutouts is one, but also like, uh. It, the whole inverted tree mm-hmm. thing that <laughs> was huge describe, in men's describe fashion the describe the album cover it's so hard to describe but so the yeah. typewriter font which that's like their their logo is always written like that and then there's so there's like a horizon line across the middle with a fully a tree with full leaves and butterflies on the top of the horizon and then below the horizon there's like uh an inverted world with like stars and an airplane and a tree For that's bare reason. of leaves it right that's looks a like big it's part a of book, it maybe because there's like a page fold it's like manuscript or like a bible something and then hilariously there's a guy climbing a ladder to nowhere 
Well, maybe out of the <laughs> bottom of it. Oh, maybe. I hadn't thought of that. I, I don't know what side we're supposed to be on, honestly. Yeah. yeah. And I think we should mention the name Switchfoot comes from like a surfing. I think it's, it's, a, comes, surf it's a surf term. term. Like it means facing the opposite the other, way. Is that like yeah. Is that like doing um what do they call it in skateboarding? It's like goofy. Yeah, regular. Yeah. Yep. There you go. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really? I would say Beautiful Letdown has higher highs and lower lows. Oh. Yeah. Uh, apparently there's a Beautiful Letdown Jonas Brothers version. I don't know what that is. I'm just looking at Spotify. They cover it. Hmm. Did Switchfoot... Does Switchfoot walk so Jonas Brothers could run? <laughs> is that what this is? Looks like they also have a Christmas album. I've not listened to Interrobang. So speaking of eras, there are a yeah. few discrete Switchfoot eras. So their whole their first three albums before they were signed to a major label, they have mm -hmm. almost a more Weezer sound, which is really interesting. Yeah. And then they kind of transitioned into a more U2 type sound. Oh, yeah. Gravity was polarizing, I feel. Because, um, <laughs> like, I remember being very excited, like, oh, there's going to be a new Switchfoot album. Because there was, a like, a couple years of my young teen life where if you asked me what my favorite band was, I would say Switchfoot immediately. Because yeah. I listened to them so much. Um, probably 13 to... 15 it was just switch foot constantly i had a really big crush on john foreman though so i think that's part of it yeah it's like who wouldn't i mean who wouldn't look at him even now even now <laughs> and his hair yeah and i was he just, has I, incredible hair guy, incredible hair and he can write songs yeah he's from california and he loves god yeah. i was just like that's what i'm looking for um but no i was sorry timothy <laughs> i know you are Put down your monster. Get yourself an uplift. Whole uh, <laughs> pass for just holding hands, though. But yeah. um, I remember just being so excited for Oh Gravity and listening to it and like really wanting to like it and kind of coming up short. Yeah, I didn't love it. I don't know. For some reason, it's just like, eh. yeah, that's all right. <laughs> Moral story. Everybody's different. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Absolutely. I think just to kind of, I guess, continue on to switch foot. I almost think that new way to be human might be my favorite. That's a very good one. Yeah. But learning to stand out tracks like, like Company Car. I know. Like I jammed so hard one. to Company Car. I didn't even know how to drive. You know, at the time. Their yeah, second like the album, I think. Well, fourth track on the 1999 album, yeah. 
but yeah, a lot of really good ones on that one. Um, Josh, what else is there to say about so, Switchfoot and like as how someone does it influence who, you? Yes, as someone who grew up listening to almost exclusively acoustic music, Switchfoot's quasi-Christian mall rock was the perfect jumping-off point into <laughs> pop music. Mm. Alongside other albums released around that time that I quickly became obsessed with, John Mayer's Room for Squares, mm-hmm. Some Devil by Dave Matthews, <laughs> two more iconic albums <laughs> of that era. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Switchfoot's watered-down religious aspects also kind of represent how I was clinging to Christianity as I started high school, even though I was starting to suspect that it was all bullshit. Yeah. And by, by the yeah. time I finished my first year at a Christian university, I had become immersed in the music blog boom of the mid-2000s, discovering the artists who had shaped my musical taste as an adult. But Switchfoot still holds a special place in my heart, um, and this album in particular, uh, one that I come back to often when I want something clean, upbeat, listenable, catchy. Catchable. Catchable, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that sums it up beautifully, Josh. Yeah, Thank you. that was it's a great, I mean, right? So, I mean, you can tell he has an English degree and he is using it by God. <laughs> yeah. I gotta get my money's worth out of it. Gotta get your money's worth. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But. No, I, I I would agree 100%. Um, I think, well, I don't know, maybe not think, but, like, I wonder how many other people consider this a gateway drug album almost. Right. <laughs> either, either into or out of Christianity or inspirational rock, even if you wanted to do it more loosely defined. Mm. Um, so I don't know. But what a great album to bring to the table. I'm so excited to hear what you guys all choose for yours. Well, and I think uh, some of us might have different points of... I think everybody comes of age at least three times in their life. Yeah, how do you define that? And I think everyone should bring, once we have our album, like, why was this a coming of age? Like, what age were were you coming to, I guess? Like, in (laughs) this... Yeah, and how did it affect that transition in your life? So, I, I liked that you picked a uh, kind of like a. I guess you were a, te- a young teenager at this time, right? Which is the first and probably most important coming of age that a person goes through. So, I loved it. Love cool. being yeah, take it back you. to to switch foot. All right. Mm-hmm. Underrated. Yeah. Oh yeah. I it must be that. said they were close personal friends with the Nickel Creek gang. Both coming oh, out no of way. San Diego. Yeah. I did not know that. That is that's very cool. Oh, you know he listened to them. You know it. He, maybe he ghost wrote the stars riff. <laughs> God, yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, no way. That's cool. Did you know? Oh, go ahead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that's off busted stuff. <laughs> that's totally different album. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, did you guys know John Foreman wrote Running Away From Me for Meatloaf's 2010 album, Hang Cool Teddy Bear? <laughs> Say that again. Yeah, that I was used just random John words. And How, and did that form a sentence? That was just word soup. Sorry. Yeah. Um, no, he wrote a meatloaf song in 2010. Okay. Yeah. There you go. I mean, if you're if songs are just pouring out of you, like if that is the gift that God has given you, then yeah. you know you need to use it. <laughs> Absolutely, guys. He's only 46. He's young. Yeah, we got 30 Absolutely. more years of songs. Easily, easily, yeah. Yeah, Drew is no longer part of the band, apparently. Man, you know, bands change, bands evolve. Yeah, he could be back. I'll survive, yeah. I'll survive. All of the members except one. That's so funny. Oh my gosh. Or like well, when the lead... Yeah. Well, Dave Matthews did that with the Some Devil album where it's like, I'm doing a solo album. <laughs> a band that sounds pretty much like his main band. But yeah. So sure, who who's taking though. next who's taking next week? Uh, Any volunteers? Georgia wants to do it. Yeah, I'll do that for my birthday podcast. Nice. Cool. Yeah, the week after. Okay. But. Yeah, easily that. All right. Oh, gosh. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. I think that's it, man. I don't think so. All right. 